Your promise is that it is a best for 
Thank you, thank you. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Dennis, for that powerful praise and worship. I felt touched by God this this afternoon that God has given me the strength to even say, and as he says in John 16, 33, in the world you have the tribulations. So in our life. We have all these lives and obstacles, but he can make a way for all of us. So let me begin by saying, let me welcome anyone who is living effectively. My name is Marianne. I will be your programmer today. And first, let me take a moment for our children to um, give us some memory verses. And then we, we shall continue from there. Thank you. John chapter 8, verse 12. The, the Bible says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you, will, you won't have to talk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Amen. Amen. Okay, so now I would like to call... I would like to call our, our speaker for today to also begin with a word of prayer, and then shall we shall continue. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. 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 Uh, my name is Ibrahim uh, Sakuda. Yeah, I love the Lord as my personal Savior. I am uh, happy to see each one of you. 
and I believe that we're going to share the word tonight. But before, as uh, the facilitator has said, we're going to start with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. What a mighty God you are. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And besides you, there is none. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your uh, word as it comes, Lord. I pray that, Father, in the name of Jesus, your presence will be evident and you will use each one of us, Lord, for the glory and honor of your name. Even for every uh, person who's listening this uh, day, Lord, I pray that, Father, you may minister to each one of us in a special way. If there's anything that can stop your presence to be with us uh, this day, Lord, I pray and I pray that you may forgive us. Lord, have your way. And Lord, may you touch us through your word. It is in Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you so much, um, everyone. Uh, we thank God for each one of you. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made, that we may rejoice and be glad in it. I take this opportunity to thank uh, our pastor, Pastor John, for giving me this opportunity to share the word of God uh, today. And I, I pray and I believe that God will minister to us. I just want to make sure that we ask, can all of us uh, see the um, Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes sir. Okay, so uh, as we had said before, we'll try yeah. as much as possible to make it a kids-friendly um, presentation. So uh, as much as it is a preaching, it's kind of a two-way uh, kind of sharing. So I believe and I hope that uh, we will minister with each other. So today we are talking about the parable of the lost coin. And I believe that uh, God has something that he wants each one of us to learn tonight and this day that we may get some insights from the word of God. Maybe before we get started, I know we talked about a parable last time, but we just want to recap for us to make sure that we all are on the same page, especially now that we've been talking about parables. And I believe last time we had an opportunity to say what a parable is. And as I said, we are making this opportunity, we are taking this opportunity to be as interactive as possible. So as much as I'm sharing the word of God, I am uh, expecting, I am depending on you to, on the other hand, to be able to uh, help me share what I have tonight or this day. So from uh, what we talked about last time, who can tell me what a parable is? If you can uh, raise up your hand, Ethan, you can go ahead and mute yourself, Ethan. A parable is a story that Jesus used to make people understand his teaching. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ethan. It is, a, as he has said, it is a story that makes people kind of relate of what um, a teaching or a, a teaching is just like an example of a real a life situation that people can um, identify themselves with. Uh, and, and that's what we talked about last week. Uh, maybe before we go to today's um, uh, teaching, I just want to kind of uh, let you understand a little bit uh, a few things. One is the Pharisees. 
these the Pharisees are the teachers of the law. And in those days, they were like uh, the pastors, but you know, not like you remember the days you are in Catholic and there was always that priest who knows everything whom you refer to, and they knew the word of God, and they knew the Ten Commandments from A to Z. So, and in our, uh, most of the times in the New Testament, the Pharisees are uh, associated with self-righteousness. And self-righteousness means that I am okay. I don't need no forgiveness. I am good, you know. But in the reality, it is the only the outside that was righteous in their case but the inside was rotten. But, you know, in those days we used to, they, they, they used to be like the current Catholic priest who, who was kind of knew everything about, it was, it was like the connection between you and God and they considered themselves righteousness, righteous. And then sinners, uh, we are, a sinner is somebody who needs God's grace for forgiveness and forgiveness. So in this case, um, when we are talking about sinners, we are talking about whoever needs God's grace and forgiveness. Okay, just before we go, because as I said, we are trying to make it as interaction as possible, especially for the kids. If it were today, which of the above groups uh, of people do you think you fit most and why? Um, anybody can uh, raise up your hand uh, through... Um, uh yeah three. somebody else other than Ethan thank you Ethan somebody else especially the kid their kids whom would you if it were today like you know whom would you identify yourself to is it would you identify yourself to a sinner or the Pharisees the Pharisees you know are the people who know the word of God who knew the word of God uh, in those times. So whom would you identify yourself with? I'm still waiting for any other hand. It is only Ethan who raised up his hand. Anybody? Ah, okay, Marianne, I'm interactional. May you tell us, if it were today, what would you consider yourself to be? Which, which group among the two? Oh, Amani, um, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, let me give Amani. I saw Amani. <laughs> Go ahead, Amani, unmute yourself. Um, I would identify myself with the sinners because mm -hmm. even though I still do bad things, I I still go to God and I'm not trying to like deceive everybody around me, except like the Pharisees who think like they know everything, but they really don't. Thank you, Amani. Uh, thank you for that response. Marianne, I, I, I can still see your hand. Can you? Give us what do you, which group do you think you'd fit most? And under normal circumstances, especially you know, some of us uh, are pastors' kids, uh, or we are pastors. So, which which group do you think you may fit more, and why? Um, I would say this because we are all not perfect. As quotes, as you know, we're we're trying to fit into and make an image of myself. So, I would say. Because I'm not, I'm not there to be a Pharisee. I would say a sinner because we, we all, we have those moments. We are, we're not perfect people. Because even we all make mistakes. I would just call it as that as it is, because it's very difficult to call myself the other version of a perfect person, which, which likely I am not. 
And I would say that because it's very difficult to see me as a, I can be a godly figure. I, I know. But then it's also, you have to see, we're all not perfect. Even when we leave this area, what you don't know what you're going to do next. So I would call myself a sinner just because there is, I have my moments of God and I even repent to God. Even if I do wrong, I know where I go to repent because we are not perfect people. Amen. Amen. I agree with each one of you, but again, I want us to kind of get this clearly that many a times, especially when we are born again, when we are pastors, kids, when when we are pastors, we tend to think that, you know, we tend to lean on the Pharisee side of you. Though the Pharisees were very clear, but I'm just warning each one of us, you know, that let's be careful not to think that, you know, we, we, are, we have reached the destination. We are better than, you see, there, there are times that when you get into somewhere and there are things that people do that you outrightly know that they are seen, but there are always those small scenes that nobody necessarily sees that even if, you are a Christian, you, you, you are not completely like as uh, Amirian has said. So let's just, I, I was just asking that question to make sure that we don't say, oh, uh, I am not a sinner. Uh, we still need God's grace and forgiveness every single time. Thank you. Um, because we are talking about the lost coin, again, I, I'll try to make it as more participatory as possible, you know, um, so, um, have you ever lost anything that is of value to you? And the questions are, how long did it take you uh, to take uh, before you found it? And how did you feel? And, 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 and maybe as you, you, you tell us how you feel, um, I would tell you that our Heavenly Father feels the same when we get lost in sin. So our uh, kids, again, uh, if we can have other participants other than the others, the, the ones that have already just responded, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just uh, an issue of uh, participating in different, uh, digging deep into the word of God. Anybody? I'm looking at my participants to see who is uh, ready to answer me the question. So we are talking about no kid has ever lost anything in this forum, wow. Huh? huh? Well, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Ethan, Ethan, you 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 you're a very good participant. Go ahead, sir. I there was this one time that I had lost my phone, and I got so scared that I won't I won't find it in time for my mom to come back. So I kept looking and looking. Then when I finally found it, I was so relieved before my mom got back. Amen. Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, when you lost a phone and you looked for it, and he was so nervous, and uh, he finally got it. Anybody else who has uh, Calvin? Yeah, I said, have you ever lost anything, and for how long, and what did you feel after you found it? Oh yeah, I have lost. I think I've lost like I've lost a lot of things, but one thing I can remember. One thing I can remember that I lost that I like really held value to me was my bracelets. I've cherished like for love for a long time. I lost it for like, I think a couple months and I was looking everywhere every day for it. And when I found it, I was very relieved and I was very happy. And it just made me feel really good because all the searching and I finally found what I was looking for. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, Amani, I'm gonna give you the next chance. Um, there are still a lot of questions to be answered, but that's how exactly it feels for our Heavenly Father when we get lost as sinners, as uh, human beings. So it is important that we know that God knows that feeling of losing something that is very precious. You are so precious in the eyes of the Lord so that when you get lost, it is the same anxiety, it is the same zeal that God has for you, and he looks forward to finding you. So we're going to watch the video, and then we're going to go to the breaking of the today's word. The Holy Tales. Tabby? Wiry Freckles, we will find it for you. Is this the doll? Oh, yes. Thanks, guys. Come on, let's sing a song and wake Holy up. That song has such a nice ring to it. Thank you. Did you know that Gumbo and Tubby helped me find my favorite doll today? Can't I just rest today and listen to you sing? Holy, please! We really want to hear a story. Really? Then I must tell you the story of the lost coin. Yeah! Okay then. Today's story is about a lost coin being found. In the old days, women wore their money like jewelry. They would often punch a hole in each coin and put them on their head scarves. It kept their money safe and also showed everyone how rich they were. Jesus once told a story about a woman who wore 10 silver coins on her scarf. One day, the woman was shocked to see that one coin had fallen off. She looked for it in the whole house. She lit a lamp and began to sweep every corner of her house very carefully. She also moved the furniture around. Then, she finally saw the coin in the dust and picked it up. The woman was very happy. She ran out into the street and shouted to her friends and neighbors, Come and share my joy with me! I lost one of my coins this morning, but now I have found it! Everyone was very happy for her. After this story, Jesus said, It is just like this with God. We are all important to Him. He is very happy whenever one person who was lost comes back to Him. That was a wonderful story! I am glad you liked it. Now for the question. How many silver coins did the woman wear on her headscarf? I know! She wore ten coins! That is right! Well done! Now, I have to go do some reading, but before that, I'd like to sing the song with you. The Holy Tales. Okay, thank you. Okay, so that was this, the video that we had for our story. And um, there are three important things that we're going to look at uh, generally as far as the story for today is concerned. And uh, we're going to read through, but just before, I'm just going to give you, um, you know, before, before we go to it, one is the coin got lost. Okay. 
And then the other one is that the woman searched for it. And then finally she found it. We're gonna go into the details and you can, as, as you can see, she's looking for it, a coin that got lost. But maybe one thing that we may need to uh, bear in mind is that unlike our current houses, our, the, those houses in those times were dusty um, houses where there were like, uh, uh, is it said that there was dirt on the floor? So it's not like the way you would drop a coin and you can easily find it. So I, I think when we have that in mind, we can really know what the woman was going through. But when we look at the modern times, you know, we may not necessarily get what we are talking about. But for those who have lived long to have come uh, to have lived in a in a mud house, they know what it means. So I need you to pay attention to that. Um, I'm going to give uh, Marianne to read, just read what is on the screen, because it is instead of uh, going, uh, that's the NIV, Luke 15, 8. Okay. Uh-huh. Or what woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp or sweep the house? and searching, search carefully until she finds it. So um, as we are talking about the lost coin, um, what we say, we are saying is that um, uh, she had not forgotten the coin. The woman knew that she had 10 of the silver coins originally. She counted them over carefully for they were all her little store and uh, she only found nine, but she well remembered that one more of hers uh, um, was hers and ought to be in her hand. So she lost one coin. Many a times, you know, it's, we can lose things that we don't even know that we lost. But because these 10 coins were so precious to her and they were so valuable to her, when she lost one, she realized that she had lost a coin and she had lost one coin. Maybe a, a coin may not, a penny or a coin may not necessarily mean a lot to you, but um, as we had had in our story, that was part of the value of a married woman. She had 10 coins that she would have put a, a, around, her, the head of, a, around her head, and when she lost one, it was such a big deal. And in this case, now coming to what we learned from it is that this is the hope of the Lord's lost one. They are lost, but not forgotten. So God can never forget anyone of us who's lost. At times we may struggle in some things, but do not even make a mistake of thinking that God forgot you because you are, you've, you've fallen. Even those who are deeply lost in the world, God still remembers them by their names. Just God, as the Bible says that he knows the hair in our head and all that, God still remembers them. So what we are saying in essence is that sinners are not forgotten. So God has not forgotten you at all. Just a question to just 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 a question for us to get deeper into into this lesson. Uh, do sinners belong to God or to Satan according to uh, this verse? What do we think? Uh, somebody can raise up their hand. What do you think? Sinners belong to God or to Satan? Satan, you're a very good participant. Thank you. Go ahead. Sinners belong to God. Thank you so much. 
Uh, sinners belongs to God. It doesn't matter how far you try to go away from God or whoever tries to go deep into sin, you still belong to God and still God values you. Thank you. Um, what we also see was that the coin was lost, but still the, the, the woman still claimed it. She didn't lose hope and say, oh, I lost my coin. Uh, I'm not going to find it. She still had a claim on it. So observe that the woman called the money, my peace, which was lost. When she lost its possession, she did not lose her right to it. So when you get lost, when sinners get lost in the world, that does not mean that you are, God has lost the right to own you. you. You all still belong to God. It did not become somebody else's when it slipped out of her hand and fell upon the floor. The next point is that those who are lost are still God's people, not Satan's, even when they are dead in sin. So unless, you know, you, God does not release you to the devil. And even if you get lost, even if we get lost, God still values us. And God still con considers you to be uh, God's children. You remember last time, last week, we talked about the lost son. Even after the son got lost or went away, uh, his dad still considered him as his own son. And that's the same case that applies to us as Christians. So when they repent, they become children of God. So after repentance, you change from being people of God to children of God. So uh, a question. So we, we, we belong to God. That's, that's, the, that's what we are just trying to say. Uh, what is the difference between God's people and God and children of God? Let me see who can answer my question. They are just from what we are talking about. So they, they're not pretty hard. I just want to hear your participation on the other end, whether you're on the same page. Anybody other than Ethan this time around? Anybody other than Ethan? Raise up your hand. You need to see your hand from here. Marianne, please. Anyone? Okay. Okay. Um, at this point, where God's people are the people who follow, who are with, who follow with God through His journey. Children of God are His children that He knows that at this point that His parents, His family, or He whatever, because we're all children of God, because God's people are the people who followed with Jesus, and us as ch um, children of God i.e. that means we're the ones following in his path as his people as the way his work his other his fellow wor worshipers followed him it's still the same concept it's just the way his people are the people who worked who worked with him and walked with him through his journey before he died us as his children we follow in his path to continue what he has left behind thank you Eden. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to conclude on that question, but Ethan, go ahead. Okay. So the difference between people of God and children of God is that children of God are just people who are now like getting into God or repenting. And then people of God are God, uh, people who have like been with God since like the start of it. They've known God for like a long time. Okay, so thank you. Uh, the difference between God's people or people of God is God created everybody, so they belong to God. Whether you 
you you listen to God or not, that you are a God, you, you're created by God. But the children of God are those who have repented and those who uh, who are who, who are born again, so that you have access to the, the 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 kingdom of God because you have repented and you have reconciled with God. Okay. Um, I don't know whether I went to the next slide. Is it the next slide? Or let me see. Okay. So the next slide. Um, if she had lost it in the streets, the probabilities are that she would not have looked for it again. Uh, for other hands might have crossed over it if it had lost in the river or any other place. But evidently she was sure that she had lost it in the house. So the coin, she was sure that that coin was lost inside the house, not outside, not in the river, not on the street. The same way, those who are lost are not out of God's reach. God's grace and mercy can reach them wherever they are. So you can never be too far. You cannot get lost that far that God cannot find you wherever you are. The same way the coin was lost in the house and the woman was sure that she could find it in the house. It's the same way God's mercies, she, God can reach you wherever you are. It doesn't matter how far you go, but God will still find you wherever you, are, you, you will be. So you cannot sin to a point that God cannot bring you back. The same way that coin would have not been lost too much to an extent that the woman could not find it because it was still in the house. The same way when you are a sinner in this world, God's hand can reach you wherever you go. It doesn't matter how deep you are in sin. It doesn't matter how much you are lost but the hand of God can reach you wherever you are. My next question is, are sinners lost completely? Will the grace of God reach them? Kind of, you know, uh, answering the question, the same question that I, whatever I was just explaining, but anybody, uh, Ethan, can you answer for us that? Yes, I can. No, okay, sinners are not completely lost because sometimes, you know, I sin, but if, you know, if we sin, we always just have to repent. So if we sin, that means like the grace of God, you know, has come for you. It's just that feeling that is telling you to repent, repent. Amen. Thank you, Ethan. Amani or CJ? Amani or CJ, unmute yourself. Um, sinners can be saved sinners can be saved okay uh, Solomon or Deborah wait sinners can be saved because God allows them okay and because we're forgiven for their sins and other crimes thank you uh, Solomon and Deborah whoever is it's on there. Okay. Um, he, uh, God could forgave us when we do wrong and do sin. He will, we would ask for forgiveness and he will let us. Thank you. So no matter how much we sin, God's hand is not too short to save us. So uh, you cannot get lost completely. There's still a chance. God's grace, God's hand can still find you wherever you are. Thank you. 
Uh, Adiel, John 8, 12, please. Is Adiel there? When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what we are saying here again, uh, notice that she lost the money. in. Uh, she lit her candle and swept the house and sorted, sought diligently till she found it. So she lit the light. Um, in this, what we mean is that Jesus is the great, uh, the great soul finder. The heart will continue in darkness until he comes with the illuminating power. Jesus is the light of the world. So it doesn't matter how it can be so dark for a sinner or for us or for whoever, the light of God will always find you wherever you go. The, it is only the light. And that's why the uh, 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 the woman had to light the candle to look for the candle for the coin that was lost. So that's it. Is it possible for us to be the light of the world? And in what ways can you be the light of the world? So the same way Jesus can be that is we say that Jesus is the light of the world. So however much we are, we could be deeply lost in sin or in the dark world, his light will find us. So uh, as believers, is it possible for us to be the light of the world? And in what ways do you think we can be the light of the world? Anyone with a, an answer? Kids, is it possible for us to be the light of the world? And in what ways do you think you could be the light of the world? The same way Jesus is the light of the world. So to proceed, yes, we can be the light of the world. If we receive Jesus as our personal savior and we live according to his word, then the world will look at us and really know that we are called by the name of, of the Lord, who is first the light, and then we will illuminate the light to the world as the same way Jesus is the light. So um, we, I do not know. Um, so what, what we are also saying here is that... Um, I do not know what other business she had, but she had to stop everything else that she was doing so that she can concentrate on looking for the coin that was lost. The woman stopped. Maybe she had to fetch water. In those days, women would go to the river and fetch water. Maybe she had the business of taking care of the kids or she had anything else that she could have done as a woman of the house. But what she did is she stopped everything else for the sake of this one coin that God lost. So what we are saying is that the kingdom of God's business is, is to seek those who are lost and that we should, uh, should be the, the, goal, the, the church's goal number one and should, should be also the goal number one for ourselves. So the same way the woman stopped everything else that, um, that she was doing to concentrate on this one coin, left the turn, at uh, the night and went for this one. The same thing as Christians, we need to stop everything else and we need to put the, uh, 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 the uh, seeking the lost as the priority number one, as a church, as an individual. So um, I, I, I just wanna maybe have someone, somebody maybe uh, give us maybe their daily routines and if it's, uh, and, 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 and tell us whether do you think, you know, when you wake up, what, what are your daily routines? The same way for this woman, 
maybe her daily routines was to wake up, maybe pray, go to fetch water, maybe go to, to till the land or go to her business and then come back. But that specific day, when the coin got lost, she stopped all her business and she concentrated on seeking this one coin that got lost. So uh, anybody can tell us whether, you know, just in a nutshell, give us or in a summary, give us your routine. And is God's kingdom business number one priority in your routine? Like, do you take a pause during the day and say, let me do this. Let me, let me, let me do this uh, kingdom's business. Solomon and Deborah. Um, we wash our, our face and brush our teeth. Mm -hmm. And we make our beds and clean our room. Mm -hmm. And we clean my bed. After that, we eat our breakfast. Mm -hmm. Then we, we uh, sometimes study. And mm -hmm. that's our routine. Uh, we go. Okay, uh, let her continue. Okay. Uh, we go outside. We go outside. Next. We brush our teeth. The boss, the brush our teeth forward. And the day she pulls she brush her teeth. She, I make my bed. I, I go outside. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Let, let me talk, talk to your brother. Uh, uh, is there in your routine, is there anything that, you know, you go out and do for Jesus um, during the day for, uh, in your routine? Well, we sometimes go outside and talk to each other, and sometimes we watch inside for uh, Bible stories. Amen, amen. That's what we need to have to do. Amani and CJ. Worship songs. Thank you. Amani and CJ. Unmute yourself, please. Hello? Yes, go ahead. So the first thing we do is we just get up and we get ready for school. And then while on the way to like school or while she drops me off, um, we usually just pray. And then I go to school, I come back, do my work. And then when it's time to um, get ready for everyone to like go to bed, we pray as a family and like we all take turns as praying and then we like go do our own things. Amen. That's so good. At least I have had prayer, reading the word, uh, putting the TV and listening to worship songs. That is what, at least let's put, I can see some God's business in your day. And that's how, if you want to know who's a Christian, don't, don't wait until somebody says, oh, I'm a Christian. Just look at their lifestyle and you let, get to know whether they are Christians or not. We don't necessarily need to be told much about how you are a Christian, but we need to see how you are a Christian. Thank you. Um, Kaela or Kayla? Somebody else can please read. First Genesis. First Genesis 27. 27. So God created human beings make making. Mm -hmm. Making them to be 
like him. Men and females. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. May God bless you. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So it is the woman who went to look for the coin, not the other way around. The coin didn't look for the, for the woman, but when she realized it was lost, it was her responsibility to look for the, for the lost coin. God is also interested in a, in a sinner's life. Uh, so a coin has the face of a king, and this makes it valuable. You are made in the image and the likeness of God, and you are so special. The same way a coin has, every coin normally has a, a face, the head has a face of maybe a king or a president. So it, it tells us that uh, we are made in God's image. And because we are made in God's image, we cannot just be forgotten. Even when we get lost, God needs his image back to himself. And that is what uh, happened to this woman. When she lost it, she realized that the, the coin has the face of the king and, 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 and she could not just let it go. The same way, God cannot let us go just the same way. Uh, she finds the coin. Uh, Alvin, please read for us Luke 59. Alvin? Luke chapter 15, verse 9, it says, And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I had found my last coin. Amen. So this is what, uh, we, we've lived in a world where maybe most of the times uh, we are just comfortable in, the, in our churches, where evangelism is no longer a big priority. But this is what the woman did. When she found the coin, she called her friends and neighbors uh, and, and rejoiced and, and rejoiced for finding the coin that was lost. So let it be our passion to, to reach out to the sinners, to go and preach, to be more evangelistic, to go to the whole world and make disciples. And that is what heaven is all about. It is not about sitting in our churches and be comfortable with very good worship and praise and worship. It is not about sitting under a very powerful pastor who's anointed, but it is about the business of going and reaching out to those who are lost in the world. Uh, Luke uh, 15.10. Yailin, Yailin, are you there? Luke 15.10. Just so I tell you, there is joy in a procession of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Yeah, thank you. There is joy in heaven. It is not only here. It is not. It, it, it is a, a kingdom business to reach out to the lost. And whenever a sinner gets to repent, there is joy in heaven. May we have the joy. May we may we start the joy of uh, of celebrating salvation here on earth. And that is what uh, the the Bible is encouraging us tonight. That. When there's a sinner, a single, not, not a hundred necessarily, but one sinner repents, uh, there's, there's joy in heaven. And we should also make that priority that our goal should be to reach out to the lost. As much as we, are, we receive Christ, our first goal, other than receiving Christ, is to uh, spread the gospel to the rest. 
the memory verse. Uh, can we all read the memory verse if we can see? Jeremiah 31, 3. Can we unmute ourselves, kids? Please? The Lord appeared to us in the past. The Lord appeared to us Okay, let's, let's start together. The Lord. The Lord. Appeared to, to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. Amen. To, uh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, to conclude, I'm just uh, we are just saying that uh, God loves us, so He cannot let us just go like that. God values us, and and He'll still. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting means forever. I have drawn uh, you with unfailing kindness. So God really loves us. It doesn't matter how much we go deep into sin, but God will do whatever is possible to reach out to you when you get lost. May the Lord bless you. And uh, back to the facilitator. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. I, this was a very powerful word. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Mr. Sukuda. I appreciate that. And as we all learned that God is, as we all are sinners, but God has in his heart, he knows us as his children, that we are not perfect people. But as Pastor Sukuda said, that everything is, is shown in God. So he has a kind and giving heart. Our father has no bounds. But thank you, thank you, thank you for this word that we just heard. And I hope you guys, all you kids took something from it because I know I did. Um, now I'm going to switch over to the Kahoot and let's see what we all learned. Thank you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Shalom, peace and life to you all. So before I say, always remember Jesus is Lord, shall we all share with all together with our closing statement. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of love forever and ever. Amen. 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 So feel free to type in the comments how we can improve it, how we can make it better. And we are more than willing to all grow together as a team. Thank you so much. And always remember, Jesus is Lord over your life. Amen. I salute Amen. you all. Amen. Amen. God bless you.